Sure. Welcome to Biz Buys on New Radio Media. Today we are talking about health care and home health. Our guests today are Patricia Schultz and Jill Van Overmeer. How are you guys doing today? Good. good. How about yourself? Good, good. good. Nice cold day today in Michigan. <laughs> oh. It's Bitter. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we're going to talk about health care okay. and, and uh, the home home care, and you guys have some experience in that. Yes. yes. So let's talk about what you guys do and how you guys got into the business, and um, you know, we'll, we'll have a nice uh, episode today on, on the whole topic. Okay. So Sounds Jill, good. we'll start with you. Okay. Um, basically, uh, I got into the business uh, several years ago, um, working specifically with a company that just did health care. Um, and just met a lot of buyers and uh, we, I worked all over the United States so okay yeah, I've got I got a real education okay <laughs> uh, what I didn't like was that uh, the company that I was working with they didn't really do much for the seller or the buyer okay they just kind of put them together sure and then they marketed the listing and and uh, they didn't really do much more and I found that people especially in healthcare they really need some guidance right right and they really want some somebody to be there with them and hold their hand because they're selling a business that they grew, they've got patients that they care about, and they want to make sure that it's going to the right, right Absolutely. buyer. Absolutely. So, this was all in Michigan, though, right? You started off in Michigan yes. and everything. Yes. So, mm-hmm. okay. Absolutely. Good. Good. And uh, Patricia, you're about the same, right? I, I, I'm my little... understanding is you guys were at the same company? Or... Yeah, right. But my background's different. Um, okay. I owned a commercial heating and cooling company okay. for a few years. Totally for... different totally different and when we decided to break the company up to go to different directions I was you know wanted to change in my career and I did not want to go back into my industry to work for somebody else right because it was all dissolved and starting all over so on a fluke I ran into someone that knew a person that did this for a living okay and that's how I got involved and okay. I've been working with Jill off and on uh, we do some freelancing as well as work together in a couple of years, you guys have been yep. working together yes. on this. Mm-hmm. Correct. Fantastic. So how's the market today? Oh, it's, it's booming. It's, it's, it's I know Michigan markets in 2007, it jumped back up 2013, 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the health care, home health is really taking and off. And they said, you know, usually it's cyclical. Right. And it hasn't been. I mean, it's just been going it's up. It's been going up. Anything in health care. Well, you know what? And it's like a necessity. Right. Unfortunately, it is. You know, it's... Uh, um, we're all going to be in that position eventually, right? Right, so, right, uh, right. You know, we're hoping that there's going to be a company out there to help us, you know, and and, and uh, we're going to talk about the different categories in the healthcare and home health. Sure. Um, I know some of them are a little bit more extreme. Some of them are a little bit lighter on, right. on all the um, the services that are provided and everything. So, uh, well, let's talk about the difference between home health and home care. I know there's a difference. There's a difference. Uh, let's discuss that a little bit further, and that way we'll, we'll see the big picture, okay. and then we'll okay. kind of go from there. Yeah, home care is the non-medical side. It okay. would be somebody would come to your home and bathe you or maybe do some, like, cleaning and shopping and transportation, that type of thing. The home health care is where you'd actually have a, a, a registered nurse come in. They mm-hmm. can... Um, you know, give medications, and uh, it's more the medical side. It's more on the medical. So right. let's the the non medical. That would be um, uh, bathing. These are people that are still um, able to take care of themselves, right? They just need a little right. bit of assistance. Correct. They're so able to move around right. and everything of that sort. Correct. 
Is there a nurse, registered nurse on that one? Or no. you could just a staff member? Just a staff, staff member. So they're doing um, uh, meal preparations. Mm -hmm. They're doing uh, uh, medication like, reminders, correct. transportation, laundry. Sometimes, all that yep. Stuff. Whatever, the, whatever the patient is, needs are, that's you know what they're going to do. As long as they can't do anything as far as medications. Okay, and then is it in a, um, a home environment? Is it yes. commercial? Home. It's a home environment, mm -hmm. so there's obviously, and we're going to discuss a little bit further on the licensing side of it, right? Mm -hmm. You can't just say, hey, I have a house in the subdivision, which you, I think you can. It could be zoned for it, right. but, um, you know, start bringing people in. I'm going to charge you. you well, know, they, and, and, that's adult foster care, right. where they actually bring you to a facility and, okay. and kind of babysit. Right. Um, if you have dementia or something like that. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so that there, there is that you know, opportunity, but there's also the home care is where they actually go into their home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Patricia? No, uh, she pretty much summed it up. What I was going to say, uh, she did a good explanation on that. Okay. Um, so you guys are brokers. Mm -hmm. You bring buyers and sellers together. Correct. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk about why are people buying home health? Why are they buying this kind of category? Now, you know, a couple episodes ago, I had uh, brokers that I was interviewing, and they were, you know, they were talking about uh, bars, restaurants, mm -hmm. dry cleaners. This is probably in the same kind of field it's this process is going to be about the same i believe sure right you're going to uh, educate us a little bit on it but um there's a little bit more involved i, I believe with the licensing yeah. and 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 how the whole process works so let's start off with a buyer the buyer is going to or why the buyer's buying a health care for obviously reasons the necessity that we need. Necessity. Right. It's and profitable. It's profitable. It's a, it's a thriving It's not business. going away. Right. I don't think it'll ever <laughs> no, go away. No. <laughs> it'll never go away. So, okay. And there there are some, there are areas where um, you can't get a license anymore. There's a limit on licensing. So okay. those licenses become very, you know. Valuable. Profitable. Yeah. Right, right. So what areas would that be that they wouldn't allow that? There's, a, there's it just they change all the time. Um, okay. They'll they'll sell so so many licenses or issue so many licenses and then they they stop, and then they may open it up again. Okay, um, it, and it can be by county. It mm -hmm. can be Michigan had that going on in Wayne County several years ago. Okay, and, but they opened it back up. Well, it's just like bars. You yeah, know, when there's exactly. a license, you get a certain and, amount, and then that's it. They cap it off. That's exactly right. So they have that with you too. So like every six months, a state will evaluate the need for more license if they let one out or not. Okay, so. You know, it changes all the time. Okay. So it, it's not like every January 1st. It's like every six months they'll reevaluate the situation. Okay. They'll do census and see what need is out there, especially mm -hmm. for hospices. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure it's like anything else, right? If um, um, the license holder mm -hmm. loses the license, that goes back to the right. state, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. So that license is probably available to be picked up. By right. somebody else? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So it just has to go through the whole process again. Right. Okay. But it's a lengthy process Yeah, it's, to get the license. That's it's, why a lot of people like to come to brokers. Right. And, and, you know, we can hook them up with somebody that just has a license. They don't even have any patients. They just have a license that they okay. want to sell. Yeah. So that's another, you know, um, something that, that we do also. Okay. Um, the value, obviously, is different, too. When you have patients... You yeah, know, and oh, there's goodwill. Sure, there's, right. You know, obviously, you're going to evaluate a little bit different. Right, know? correct. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um, you guys specialize just in this field, or do you do other things? This is your primary, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, what's the first step that a buyer does? 
what should be the first step a buyer needs to do? Well, I think they need to do some due diligence. They okay. need to maybe go online and you know look at Google sure, business sure. brokers. And Listen, the internet's not a bad thing. No, <laughs> you know, it we can just, be. We were but... just talking about this on an episode not too long ago. You know, you could do your due diligence. There's a lot of information out there, mm -hmm, and it's free. You know, right. so buyers get on the um, onto the uh, internet. They mm -hmm. do some due diligence. Mm -hmm. um, your brokers, it's mm -hmm. probably best to contact you guys. Right, right, absolutely. And how are you finding, are sellers calling you or um, buyers, first of all, they call you, I'm interested in buying a, uh, a home health care. Mm -hmm. uh, do you go and solicit home health care owners if they want to sell? How, how do you get your contacts with sellers and how do you bring your buyers together? Let's go through the whole process. How well, that all works. We, have, um, we do have buyers with some nat big national companies. Okay. And when they have a need for an area that they're looking to, you know, add to their platform, mm -hmm. they'll call us. And then we go out in that area and we solicit um, sellers. Okay. And, or, or we have sellers that call us too. That's the one thing about, you know, doing, doing the internet going on. You can see the listings that brokers have. Absolutely. Right? You know, Absolutely. so when you see somebody that's got four listings and none of them have sold, might not be the one you want to go with. You might want to go with somebody that's got some some sales history there. Right, right. right. But they could be all kinds of reasons why. Right. You know, yes. Yeah. Um, True. How aggressive they're out there, and you know how it's priced accordingly. It's, it's like anything else. You know, um, I always t say this that you could take a business that does twenty thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. You could take a business that does twenty million dollars a year. The process is very close. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very. Just the concept may be different. Correct. And the numbers are different. And Other actually, than, the $20 million deal is going to be easier. It's probably easier than the <laughs> 20000 You're absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah. So absolutely. So that, that's, uh, you know, the, the concept's still going to be the same. Sure. You know, right. a broker, and, and that's what you're, you're, you broker. Right. right. So you pick up uh, the, this listing, you advertise it, mm -hmm. you market it, mm -hmm. buyers call you in. Mm-hmm. Um, I want information on this listing. You give them basic information on the basic, phone. Basic, basic information. Um, I know with the when selling a business, the confidentiality oh. is very crucial. It's number one. It's you, number one. The non-disclosure. Right. So, do you uh, meet with these buyers, or do they um, do it everything through the internet? Explain the whole process. They're they're going to come into well, your well, office. It just it depends. depends. It depends, depends on if okay. we have something out of state. Okay. Let's say we had a, a hospice in Texas. Okay. We would um, we would do just do step over the phone, um, and we we walk them through the process. I mean, we get involved as far as negotiations, letters of intent, offers. You know, a, a lot of companies don't do that. They just kind of put the put buyer the and seller together, and they and then they just take a commission. Wait for their fee. We don't do that. Well, and if that if that even happens, if right. it goes through, because the the broker's job is to. Be there. Make sure, be there. Absolutely. Hold your God, hand through the price. Because the, the buyers sometimes don't know even where to start. Right. right. So great idea to talk to a broker. Mm -hmm. let's, Absolutely. Let's start off. So they call you, you get a confidentiality agreement signed. Right. Mm -hmm. NDA, non-disclosure. Mm -hmm. um, finances, anything? Do you check their background, make sure they qualify? Or you, sure. Do you do the whole qualification yeah. on that, make sure they qualify for it? Because it's got to be a win-win situation. We, we need their financials. And we won't put anybody together that hasn't been qualified. Okay. I mean, that would be suicide for our business yeah. if we had some buyers that we dealt with all the time. Right. And then we're bringing them people who really don't want to sell or their business really isn't worth, you know, what they think it's worth. Right. And, you know, the other thing is, not to interrupt, but 
in the health care industry, you have to have somebody that has experience in the healthcare industry in some form. So whether that be somebody that's a partner with you, if you let's say, because I've had people that wanted to just buy a home healthcare, but sure. they don't have any background in it. So they'll bring on somebody as a partner um, that has that experience because you have to have some kind of uh, background in, in, in some kind of healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. It's something though that they can, uh, they can be taught, right? Sure. Sure. We were on an episode a couple of weeks ago, and um, we were talking about buyers calling up the broker, asking, hey, I want to buy a gas station. They end up buying 90%. They say they end up buying something totally different. Yeah. So yeah, right. that probably happens with the healthcare too, that, you know, it's uh, the non-medical probably has a better chance of finding the, the buyer. Right. 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 Uh, more easy. Or... Well, actually, they're... I think they probably make um, it's more profitable to be in the home health care. I mean, and that's non medical. That's of it. medical. Oh, that's the medical side. Yeah. Of it. Okay. Yeah. So there's prof- more profitability there, and you got to remember that these people, uh, most of them, started the business. They have to run the business. They go out in the field all day long with their patients, and then they come back and they have to do all the daily business tasks, you know, payroll and keeping the books and all that. So it. It's 80, 80 hours a week in, sure. in, you know, being there. So you see a lot of home health cares that may, they sell in usually in around 10 years because they burn out. Right. So what, you know, that's that's kind of the existence. So um, if, when you get somebody that's experienced or if they already have one and they want to expand or they want to add a hospice, then that makes sense. Right. Is it easier to operate more than one location? It depends how you're structured. Yeah. Okay. You know, once you have your format, right? Then you can just cookie cutter it. Um, we have a lot of people that have different locations, mm-hmm. um, especially like in Texas, the greater Dallas area. They'll be okay. all around there, and I don't know what do they have like three or four. Different? Yeah, they they um they build what they call platform, and they just go and buy. It, but usually it's a corporate structure. Right. It's not just your mom and pop. Okay. Place that you know has one, one or two. Because I think it's it'd be easier to manage multiple locations. You can always uh, rotate your employees if you're ever short staffed on one, and you know you can bounce one over the next. Right. Um, I know people that have pizzerias say the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm ever short, I just piggyback off the other or, yep. or borrow employees <laughs> yep. and supplies. My brother does that. He's got. Does he? He's got pizzerias. Yeah. Good. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it's usually what you see is the bigger companies that that do the the mm-hmm. platforms, and they, you know, their job is to be in the office and run the corporation, not necessarily being out in the field like the mom and pop that has to do it all. Right. That's where you see the kind of the burnout happen. Right. But, you know, it's very it's very profitable, and it's and you know they really in, enjoy what they do. Sure. You know? Sure. So, and that's a hard part in our job is that. When people will call you and say, I want to sell my hospice, my home health, whatever, and you're all excited, oh, I've got a listing, it's going to work, and then all of a sudden you're not getting the proper paperwork for them because they're getting a little wishy-washy, mm-hmm. sure. I don't know if I want to do this, because it's so emotional. It is. Oh, yeah, you can get it attached. Is. Very time. emotional, and that's probably one of the hardest parts of our job. You have someone and you find a buyer, everything should just work out. Right. And then they're like, oh, I'm not sure. I need to think about it. Right. You know, because they're in the community and, you know, they just don't want to sell their business to anybody. Right. 
right? Right. Oh, it's well, got to be a win-win situation. It does, and I that's know. one of the things that we do. That we we're probably a lot different than other companies. Is that we, as brokers, we work with our seller to find out exactly what they're looking for, because you know it, it doesn't do any good just to throw buyers. <laughs> no, you know what no, I no, mean. No. You want to be able because I've had deals go through due diligence. And the seller says, I don't like this guy. They, they, they met over the phone, right? you know, and then they get there and they go through due diligence and they, and they don't want to sell. Well, they've got to be capable of doing it also. Right. You know, you just can't uh, sell it mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. any old person. Right. You, especially if, and we're going to talk about this, bank financing versus seller financing. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. if the owner is going to finance the, the transaction, he wants to make sure that the buyer's qualified. Absolutely. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, too. I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff. So the buyer's calling you guys up. Mm-hmm. You find a location or they do the confidential agreement. Mm-hmm. They, they, they prove the finances and everything to you. Now you need to find a location. You find a seller or the seller has called you in. How does the process start with the seller on listing the the, the the, the business. It's almost the, the same thing. The same process. Thing. About the same, same thing, process. but you got to get financials, right? right. They got to right. prove their numbers and everything right. to you. Because we have to be able to evaluate it. Right. And, and valuation in the healthcare industry, or home healthcare, I should say, goes in, in certain, it goes by area, location, okay. and it goes by census. And census is patients. Sure. So every patient is is worth, so, you know, so much money. So much. And then you look at their, their financials and then you you have uh, you know there might be so many points per um, what their gross income is. Okay. Yeah. Is there a rule of thumb also? I know when you get the P and Ls, you know, there's always the the cash flow, the rule of thumb, right. or two two and a half times. Right. Is there a rule of thumb on a percentage on gross sales? Let's say the numbers they don't have them all totally put together mm-hmm. for whatever reason. The CPA didn't get it done on time. Is there a rule of thumb? Does it go forty percent of the gross sales? How would you price that? Yeah, out? probably, probably around on a, on a service or yeah, a health. Yeah, and again, it, it's uh, the census is really going to come into to play in that. Okay. It's going to be more um, evaluated on that if they don't have their all their numbers together, okay. which happens. Right. And plus, we usually don't go that far with someone that hasn't given us all their financial statements. So you want to make sure everything everything's, everything's data. Equipment list uh, or equipment asset list. So mm-hmm. all, whatever is included in the uh, right. in the business. In the sale. In the sale. Right. Mm-hmm. Are the business are the real estate usually included in it too or they it, don't it varies or it depends on what you're what you're uh, listing. If it's a home care or home health, they usually just have an office somewhere that they rent. Right. Okay. Now they can, you know, if they can give the lease over to the, the buyer that, you know, we'll work with them with that. But when you get into like assisted livings, sure, then then you're talking about real estate. Okay, yeah. So we've got somebody. We bring buyer and seller together. Mm-hmm. They're excited. What's the next step? Are we doing a, a LOI? Are we doing a purchase yes. agreement? No, an LOI. You, LOI. You go with right with an LOI. Yeah. And mm-hmm. LOI stands for letter, of, letter of, intent. of intent. So my intentions are after I review all the books and records and everything, my intentions are to buy the business. Right. Correct. correct. And and this is what I'm. I'm willing to pay based on what I'm what I've just learned right without doing due diligence so the terms are already outlined mm-hmm. in Correct. The LOI do you get a, um, a a good faith deposit with the LOI not always not sometimes always. sometimes we do it depends on the size of the um, of the deal and okay. and what the, I mean so, sometimes it's just a license deal they might just be buying a license so 
you know, it, it's we don't usually ask for a deposit on that. Okay. But, so it's, it's kind of non-binding, really. Right. Correct. Nobody's really and, tied into it. And it's, you know, what it does, it's just allowing them to say, I want to come in, I want to look at your books, I want to do due diligence. And then what's binding is when we get the offer. Right. That's when it's... So once... Once they do their do the uh, LOI, they do their due diligence. How Correct. long are they doing due diligence for? Depends. I've had them well, go for two months. <laughs> oh, that long. And, uh, and that's got to be a bigger project. Though. Yeah, that was a big project. Bigger project. And then I've had them, you know, go for a week. So right. it just depends on what they have to look at. What I mean, is it just a license, and they just are kind of looking at the books to see what you know what their history was, or if it could be. You know, a huge deal where it's going to take a couple months and you have to get the attorneys in there and, you know. Yeah. So. Speaking of the due diligence, let's go back to the due diligence process. We've got all the numbers, the financials, everything put together. They're going to probably hire a CPA or an attorney to review it, mm -hmm, correct? Mm -hmm. So they review all of that information. They get it evaluated. They agree to buy it. Do you put it then into a purchase agreement? Correct. Correct. At that at that point, you'll get a a good faith deposit. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. And usually, yeah. typically, how much are we get asking for on the good faith? It depends on the project. Yeah, yeah, it uh, no. depends on the project. I know you've dealt with some bigger ones too, yeah, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So it might be ten percent. Okay. Something like that. And that stays into escrow. Right. Correct. Right. And then. Um, We've got licensing now to work with, mm -hmm. right? The state uh, licensing and all that. Uh, explain how that all works. Well, usually, usually um, the license just transfers. Okay, but there's paperwork to be filled out, right, on both the seller and the buyer side, right? Correct. That they're transferring it over. Mm -hmm. It's not a new license. It's no. just being transferred, transferred over. Correct. Okay. And how long does that usually take? Oh, that takes at least I don't know, like a month, maybe. Yeah, maybe a month. About a month. Where if you were to try and get a new license, it could be a year. <laughs> it could right. be a couple of years yeah. because you have to, the building has to be evaluated, mm -hmm. you know, and they go through everything, you know, and it's just so time consuming and it's expensive. Mm -hmm. Very expensive. To pay on the new license. On a new, new license. license, and that's with actually no goodwill, no patience, right? Nothing. Correct. Right. So starting from scratch. Starting from scratch. Well, that goes to our next question. <laughs> better to buy new or better to buy an existing? And, you know, it's, it's funny because I ask this question always to business brokers. We had a, a couple of guests last week that built out pharmacies, oh, you know. Yeah, so, big business. And, again, big business. And it's kind of in the same field you guys mm -hmm. are in, you know, with Absolutely. the whole licensing and going mm -hmm. the whole process. Um New versus existing. There's pros and cons on both. Let's talk about right. both of those. I think it, in the home health, the medical side, it's better to go use. Just I agree. Because go new or used. used. Okay, existing. Oh, existing. 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 Um, and also, I mean, I've I sold a a huge uh, assisted living facility. Okay. And basically, what these this company did was they went and started these big facilities. They got all the rooms and beds you know, occupied, and then they turn around and sell them. And they're beautiful. Right. And so, you know, it took it takes them three or four years to get it going. So it depends on if you have the time and if maybe that's what you want to do. But if you're just looking to run a facility, better you to do existing. Get existing. Right? I mm -hmm. agree with her 100%. Mm -hmm. But there's some that are just not in the right area, you know, and I want to open up in this city here, you know, and I found a great location. I don't want to pass out. Or pass it up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, what am I looking time wise from from startup all the way till I'm ready to open new, new build? Oh gosh, it depends. Um, if it's home health, you know, basically you're just getting an office. 
Okay. You're going to get an office, and then you're going to have, have to advertise for patients. Okay. But the, the thing that's going to take the longest and the biggest part of the process is getting that new license. Is getting the license. Yeah. And how many counties do you want to be in? Right. That's the other thing. I mean, there's some, there's some that are entire state, and then there's some that are just, like in Michigan, might be just Oakland County. Some are Oakland, Wayne. Right. You know, so you have to, all that's going to go into the process, too. Right. Yeah, I, I, I talked to a gentleman probably about a year ago, a couple of years ago, and I was mm-hmm. selling a non-medical home care business. Mm-hmm. And he says, I've got, let me see, he was in three or four different states. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. all non-medical. Mm-hmm. And he loved the business. He goes, it's just, you know, I work out of my house. Yeah. The, yeah. My employees, the staff know exactly where to go. Right. Um, who to cater to, what what to do. Mm-hmm. And he goes, it's the best business ever. Well, there, there's a lot of franchises that are there home are, care. I'm seeing more and more yeah. franchises growing on that. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's, again, a necessity that um, we're always going to have. Yeah, absolutely. Know, that, that, uh, I know you can't open a new home care in California. They they stopped it. They, they, they're coming down really heavy licensing in California. Just on, way, on way too many. Way too many there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I guess they were having some complaints. Um, so you, what you have to do is you really have to... to, to um, do a background checks are huge on all your employees that are going because they're sure they're going to homes right. and everything absolutely yeah well we, it was the, the same gentleman was telling me how he had a client that wanted the exact same staff at his house because she knew how to press his shirts the right <laughs> way <laughs> the flaps were in the right there spot and everything did not want uh, a, a new anybody person. else yeah didn't want one so you know they're stuck on that same because they know the routine mm-hmm. they right know the routine. absolutely you know, this That's is the great. meal i want this is how i want my my clothes ironed out and evereverything <laughs> yeah. so it's funny yeah that is that that's the way it is so owner operator versus absentee i want to open up as an investment, multiple locations. Do I have to physically be there? Can I get a staff to run it? Do I need to oversee it? Let's talk a little bit on both of them. You have you know? to have. You have to have somebody. If you have a satellite office, you have. It has to be um, within so much distance, and it, this goes by state. It goes every, by state. So every, every state, state is different. different. Yeah. Um, you don't. As long as you have a qualified manager. That has to be at that facility or at that location. Okay. You can be an absentee owner. Okay. Especially in home care. I mean, that's why the franchises are so strong right now. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably better to, um, well, the franchise, the benefit is a successful plan. You're just going to follow it. Right, right. right. In, independent one, you're on your own right. doing right. it, but you don't have to pay all the royalties right. either. Right, yeah. You know, so. And that's one of the things that people have to think about when, when you sell a franchise in home care is that you have to pay that that's part of the closing cost and people don't think about that right i have to pay the franchise fee there's a franchise transfer training yep. fee right there is um the royalties that are going out right so there's pros and cons to both they do find clients for you though yeah they they advertise so for they you advertise for so you, you, got, you, you don't have them. that in your budget but yeah it can but be costly going independent you call your own shots mm-hmm. correct and absolutely uh to you so um multiple would work absentee can work sure right as long as you got the staff that you're um and you just have to know what the area you're in the where the location is what what the laws are you know guiding in that area so you know and we can help with that right that's what that's another thing that we should do for you advertising wise how do you advertise how are you advertising yellow pages is it um no actually we do most of the stuff we do is by referrals 
on, uh, on your end of it. On our end. What about uh, uh, an owner of an operation? How, uh, are, how are they getting their clients? Do, is it... Um, it, there, there's got to be a vendor list is what I guess what I'm going with. Yeah, is there a vendor list with doctors and, and other professionals? They, that... they do. As a matter of fact, this is a true story. Yeah. I was at my doctor's okay. and a gentleman walked in and he went up to the counter. It's a, a big practice. Right. And he gave a card out and he said his, his wife owns this home health. And she so I followed him outside. Right. And I said, look, I'm a. I'm a broker. I work in this industry. Um, would you be looking to buy, to grow and get another location? He goes, actually, we're looking to sell. Well, there you go. So that that's exactly what his job was, to go to all these different doctor's sure. offices and, and see if he could get some referrals from them. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know the, 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 the doctors do have vendor lists. Absolutely. You know? So if you get on those, I think that's... Yep, absolutely. Pretty powerful. A lot of a lot of uh, the smaller ones, smaller home health. They they just do marketing. They'll hire a marketing company to you know just send out flyers and that type of thing. It just depends on the size of the um, and how much you have to spend. Right. <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. Do you guys specialize just in Michigan or outside states too? O- outside, all, outside states. Oh, you do all states. All fifty states. Okay, okay. And you network with other brokers too. Yeah. If, if need be. Yeah. Yep, different sure. ones. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. So we talked about buyers doing their due diligence before they call the broker. Mm-hmm. Sellers, what do they need to do before they get in touch with you? They obviously got to be prepared. Right. right? Tax returns, profit loss statements. Exactly. Uh, expense spreadsheets, mm-hmm. payroll all journal, all the above. Correct. To, to, to properly uh, evaluate it. Biggest mistake in buying a health care. Not being prepared for what you're going to go into. That's why it's so important for the seller, the buyer, and the seller to you know sit down and talk when after you know the LOI and really you know be honest about the business. What does it take to do this? Because not everybody's prepared. And it's funny because we've had clients that are going into home health and they go, you know what, I, I'm going to look at a home care. <laughs> Right. You know what right. I mean? Just yeah. jump ship Just to the jump, next one, yeah. which is a little bit easier. Because it's easier and, you know. It's a lot of work. It, it's, it is. It's a it ton is. of work. Some people think they're just going to go in there and make a ton of money without working hard. It's a lot yeah. of work. It's very emotional. Yeah, especially the, hospice. hospice. Hospice is really. Yeah, right, right. And that, that's something I want to talk about, too. I know that's a touchy subject, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. um, it's it home to a lot of people. Yeah, you right. Know, the whole hospice. Yeah. Um, so face-to-face, bringing buyers and sellers together, probably a good thing. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Because I've talked to some brokers. They said, no, I try to keep them always separate and everything of that sort. But I think that's a good thing, bringing them together. Yep, absolutely. I mean, we've always, um, once they sign the confidentiality and the NDA, we will put them in touch. with the, And they can set up a meeting right. where they can go by. You know, again, it's... A lot of times the business owner, that's the confidentiality. They don't want everybody in their staff to know that they're selling. Yeah, and that's a big negative. I've heard that numerous times. Yeah, exactly. You don't want your staff because the staff then get, they're worried that the buyer is going to get rid of them. In reality, the staff wants to stay. Right, right. And the new owner wants to keep them. Right, right. You know, he doesn't want a clean house. Right. So he wants to keep them. So there's a smooth transitional period. And then I've had other sellers that their whole staff knows about it. (laughs) So... But it's up to them. You can't. You, you can't yeah. go. So when they set up a meeting, it's usually, you know, on a Saturday afternoon or it's after after hours. After hours. Four hours. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I, what, what's happening is I think the mentality to the public is it's like a house. Yeah. You put a sign in the front lawn. 
Um, you let the world know that it's for sale. When you sell a business, it's complete it's opposite. Totally <laughs> opposite. You want to keep it real discreet, very confidential. Right. So it's it's, it's educating both the buyer and the seller on that whole Correct. process. I mean, I do know that the one thing that happens with the bigger buyers from the bigger companies is they will come in and they will bring their own staff in, and okay. that's. When when you put a buyer with a seller that mm -hmm. doesn't want her staff to go anywhere, that's that's what happened to one of my deals. Right. A big buyer came in, and she, that's the one that did the due diligence and said, I don't like this guy. He's going to come in and fire everybody. I know he is. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's, so, it, you know, it's, 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 it's usually their baby. It is. Right? It's Absolutely. Their baby. And they don't want somebody to come in right. and just throw everybody out, yeah. especially if, if the staff's been there for quite a while. And, you know, it depends on why they're selling. It could be, like in this instance, this woman's son had some medical problems mm -hmm. and she had to go to a different part of the state. And so she wasn't getting rid of it because she was tired of it. So she really wanted to keep it intact. Right. And she didn't want to penalize her employees and right. she didn't want to lose them. And him. So it was, you know. Right, right, right. It's got to be a win-win situation. Right. Like we, 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 we did find right. a buyer for it. Though. There you go. It did there work. you go. <laughs> if you wait long enough, the buyer's right. there. It, it's, <laughs> a number, right. it's a number. It's true. You know? The more people <laughs> that look at it, mm -hmm. you know, obviously one or two are going to. It's the famous thing, you know, throw that mud on the wall. Right, some stick. Gonna stick. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so what's the biggest mistake in selling a business? I know we said not being prepared for the buyer. That's probably about the same for the um, the seller too. Yeah, very not much being so. Prepared and you know a lot of times I've talked to sellers and they sell for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. They really do. They work eighty hours a week. They're exhausted. Yep. They think the exit strategy is put it up for sale. Right. Right. I've actually talked sellers from selling businesses saying, you know what, go take a, a week, two weeks vacation, come back, regroup. And they, a couple of them called me up and said, you know, I, I follow what you told me to do, and it, it made a lot of sense. Yeah, they get stuck in that every the day to day. Run. They don't think they can take a break. That's you right. You can take a break. You can take a break. I had a, a guy that uh, was, a, was a buyer, and he had this huge home health care in Texas, and he sold it like three years ago. And he said, I, I just wanted to retire. And he said, I, got, I was so bored. Yeah. And so now he's trying to buy another Body, one. It's coming right back into the business. So um, it, it does happen. Yeah. It does happen. I've got a, a, a guy that owns a restaurant. Uh -huh. Same thing. He sold out after all these years. And uh, two months later, he's like, <laughs> I want to buy. I'm bored out of my That's mind. That's what he did. They <laughs> sell for the wrong reason. Yeah. You know, they get burned out. And, and you know, the, the, the famous saying is, you don't want to be a slave to your own business. Right, absolutely. You want to delegate right. and run the business. Mm -hmm. Don't let the business run you. Right. And that's the mistake that a lot of these sellers make, mm -hmm. you know, as owners. So pull back, take a vacation every six months. Exactly. Know, come back to work, right? Get refreshed. That's right, get refreshed <laughs> and get back back to uh, to work. Best advice for first-time buyers? Just do your homework. Do homework. Your homework, absolutely. You know, go use Google, go on the Internet, you know, make sure this Talk is... Talk to a, other a, people. Yeah, that are in the, the industry. industry. Make right. sure it's a good fit. I right. mean, you know, it may be, you may want to go in a totally different direction once you see what's really involved in absolutely in that industry. Absolutely, yeah. 90% of uh, talking to um, two brokers that I had uh, two episodes ago, same thing, they said 85 to 90% of the people that come in for a specific business end up buying something totally mm -hmm. different. So yep. you want to make sure it's something they want to be... They don't want to, You don't want them to wake up every morning saying, "Oh my gosh, yeah, what did I do? Why did I, why did I buy this business?" You know, they want you want them to call you six months a year later. Absolutely, find me another one, same right. location, right? Yeah. Right. So, and and a lot of our um, buyers are large corporations. Okay. So it's more professional and it's easier to deal with them because that's what their job is every day. Mm -hmm. You know, 
to buy a hospice or to buy a home health. Right. So I would say that's pretty much our bulk of business. What you say we on deal the, with the larger companies. On the buyer side, it's, yeah, it's usually. buyer side. Um, going to the hospice, mm-hmm. um, you need registered nurse, obviously, mm-hmm. for that one there. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, the patients are in their home? Are they on the facility? It depends. It depends on the state. My, okay. my father was in a hospice in California, but it was actually part of a hospital. Okay. So it was a so physical. So off a yeah. wing, off to the right, side. Okay. Right, um, However, like in Michigan. Or in, it's home. It's home. They come it, to I mean, home. it's both, but I mean, it can be at home in Michigan. Okay. I mean, my father was at home when he was in hospice. My and, stepdad was too. And when they, my mother just, was, she was actually at a facility. Okay. So, so it could be both ways. could be both ways. Facility or at home. Right. Um, kind of keep it at ease to the patient then. Correct. Make, Make them most comfortable. Right, 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 right. It's, it's, it's a tough situation. And it's the difference, if you think about it, the difference between home health care and hospices, home health care, you could have a patient for six years. Hospice, you're, you're not. Right. So you they got they have to do the same thing. They have to go to the hospitals. They have to get on the vendors list. They sure. have to really work. Um, and a lot of them work with priests and, and ministers and stuff, and that's okay. with churches, and that's how they get sure. patients. But it's it's a it's constantly changing. Their their census is constantly changing. Right, 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 yeah. right. Seller financing, bank financing. Is this something that could be sure bank finance? We've done both. Both ways. Both. Mm-hmm. Bank financing is um, obviously going to an institution, right? Mm-hmm. Having all your documents in order, right, right. And they've got to obviously observe it and make sure that it, it pays off the debt service, right, right. Seller financing, sellers your personal banker, right. So you usually they ask for, you know, a percentage down, down. and then you have so many years to to pay it, just like a bank does, right. And then right. I'm sure there's a personal guarantee. That's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there, on that the seller's going to want a personal yeah, guarantee. On that's it. The, that's the one thing that you have to make sure of because if you think about it, if I if I buy a home health care, sure, and I I spend a million dollars on it, and you finance five hundred thousand, I have five years to pay off the other other five thousand. What if I run it into the ground? ground. Now what am I going to do? So I, that's one of the one of the biggest things in, in seller financing. You have to let the seller know that we have to make sure there's a guarantee here. There's got to be a personal guarantee, yep. and you know, since the whole market tanked, those days of forfeiting the business are pretty much right. I yep. mean, I'm not saying that it can't happen; it can still happen. But years ago, you know, they they walked away from a hundred thousand dollars. They go work. You right. know, a big corporation make it go buy another business. Right. Those days are gone. Right. Right. I'm Absolutely. seeing now, you know, to pull. Or take twenty thousand for a downstroke is like pulling teeth, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. So their buyers are doing their homework, which is good. Yeah, they're edu- they're getting more educated on it on the whole process and, and seeing what business they want to get into. And there's there's some really I did uh, financing uh, for the last company I was with. Also, I did uh-huh. the finance, and there's a lot of really good programs out there for businesses. Oh yeah, yeah. really good. I mean, and, and they've lightened up their yes. they uh, loosened up their belts on it. It too. was bad for a while. You couldn't very bad that that five six years when the market. Oh, I mean, they were just awful. not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So, so now they're there's some just a ton of new types of uh, structuring and stuff. So it 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 makes it easy on the on the buyer. Right. So they've got the option. Yeah. They can go bank financing or yeah. or seller. Right. Obviously, seller financing it gets done much. Quicker, quicker, much, much quicker. quicker. Yeah, on it. especially if they're going small business. Right, it takes forever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we got the licensing done. We've got all that done. Great business to get into. Yeah. Transportation. When you're transporting the 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 patient around, 
Any special licensing on that? Any special vehicle do you need? They have to get, uh, I know there's a special insurance that they have to have. They have to have, uh, I don't exactly know what it is, okay. but I know that they, the, the, whatever they're using for that transportation has to be insured a certain way. Okay. Um, most of the time, if if they're doing transportation, it's not with the home care person. It's like ambulatory. Yeah, they, they oh, is it? Okay. they'll have like these vans that you see come and take them. Did to you the, see transportation vans right, and everything? That of that come sort. from the hospital or come from the doctor's office, so you don't really see too much of that transportation because of the liability, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, there's got to be a big liability. On yeah, that. absolutely. So good, good deal, good deal. Um, you specialize in Michigan. Well, actually, we specialize all over. I would say primarily for myself i do a okay. lot in texas okay for some reason texas um, it's just a just hot market everybody very hot market but then why is that it, it's just it's a lot of people in texas a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people a lot of retired people in texas <laughs> leaving this cold weather yep. weather in michigan yep. going down to texas florida yep. florida's a big one uh, las vegas okay. um in and the carolinas are big now too okay. yeah good really good. big um bigger companies haven't really saturated Michigan or they feel that Michigan's already saturated and so they're looking for more in the south or see a lot on the east coast mm-hmm. um, we have done things in California okay um, but I just really Illinois think Illinois okay. big. but uh, no I would just say the east coast Texas Florida well Florida's like saturated yeah, it's saturated yeah and the, and the one thing about Florida is it's really tough right now because there's so much fraud mm-hmm. in the state, and so they're really coming down on. Uh, Are they? They're yeah. tracking it down. Big, big, big time. time. Yeah. yeah, and they should. Yeah, they absolutely. Should. absolutely. Especially if you're putting your loved one there, you know. Absolutely. They, they it costs. It costs company. us, you know, taxpayers, the, the money for it all. It's so. got to come yeah. from somewhere. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, we know where it comes from. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> do we? Um, do you have anything out there right now? Any good uh, health, home health, or health care right now? Or they're just. Coming and going. They're just coming and going. We have a couple in Texas and uh, and actually one in Florida. Um, we may have one in Michigan if they decide if they want to sell again. Okay. Uh, we had worked on a deal about a year and a half, or was it two years ago? Actually, it's local. And um, I just called her up the other day to find out. I really didn't get a chance to talk to her because of the holidays, but... Mm-hmm. I'm crossing my fingers in that this, one. This is the one that it's, I met her husband at my doctor's office. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So they want to sell. Mm-hmm. Good. And I'm sure you'll sell it. Yep. Oh, it's it's it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. I yeah. mean, it's it's immaculate. Their financials are, everything's just in done order. properly. Good. Yeah. Good. It's like pharmacies, you know, we just, um, pharmacies are just selling like hotcakes. Oh, I know. You it's, can't have them in stock. Yep. We just had two of them, full price, full terms offers yesterday. You just cannot keep pharmacies in stock. They just... Put them as a featured listing and they're gone yeah. the next day, you know, so it's it's, it's, it's working out good. Anything medical, I think, is all Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Fantastic. Fantastic. Jill, Patricia, thank you so much. Um, how can somebody get in touch with you guys? By my cell phone, my okay. personal cell phone. Okay, and what that is? 248-345-2820. Okay. Okay. You can call me at any time and Email. I'll get back with you. Email uh, p. Schultz, and that would be S-C-H-U-L-T-Z, numeral 6666 at gmail.com. And please give me a call. Send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And Jill? My cell phone is 586-747-3389. And my email is Winstra. It stands for Winning Strategies, but W-I-N-S-T-R-A, 7360 at AOL.com. 
great, guys. I'm Armin Nazarian with BizBuys on New Radio Media. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. us. Thank Appreciate you. it. Enjoyed it. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.